This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. Welcome back if you're one of our Repeat listeners, um, we don't have a regular episode for you guys this week because we live in New York City, and even if we didn't, there's just a lot going on in the world that we think is a little more important than us talking about relationships and dating uh, <laughs> right now. So we wanted to be a little sensitive to everything that's going on, and you know, we support this movement, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to say. It's something that's not super easy to talk about, especially, I, I mean, for anybody, but you know we're two white women yeah we know that so i know that there's many people that would never want to hear me preach about anything with race so it's it's a hard subject to talk about for everybody though those uncomfortable conversations you're maybe having with friends right now or family or just things you're seeing on social media making you feel a type of way it's it's just there's just a lot going on so i don't know i don't know what you wanted to say molly i think I heard one of my friends today actually said it best. And he said, I, I just feel very scattered. And I think yeah. that's how everyone's feeling right now of like, there's, there's a lot going on. And I think, you know, I can probably um, speak for you in this Erica of in this moment as two white women, we definitely don't want to be preachy and we don't want this to come across that way. You know, right. we just <laughs> have some thoughts about what's going on and, and our perspective and everyone is entitled to their own opinion. And this is just kind of the way that we're feeling in some ways that we feel like we can make a very, very small difference in, in the world right now. Yeah. And I mean, indirectly being in New York, it's like we have a curfew. Mm-hmm. There have been protests in our own neighborhood. Um, there was a vigil in our neighborhood, which Molly went to, and I was at a protest two days ago mm-hmm. and it was very peaceful. Yeah. And that is the one thing I want to say is there's a lot of stuff that's going to be in the nudes because things can get out of hand and people are very angry as they have a right to be angry. And a lot of times it focuses on that. But of a lot of the stuff I've seen, there's been a lot of peaceful protesting and actually cooperation in our neighborhood was from both police and protesters. Yeah. I watched a cop take a photo of the vigil because it was a really, really gorgeous display the other night along the waterfront in Astoria. And there were police officers all around, you know, every couple of feet, there would be, you know, four or five of them together and just making sure that things didn't get out of hand as, you know, a massive group of people like that can, can tend to happen. But it was just, it was very organized on both sides and very civil. And, um, yeah, I think it's, it's important to remember that, that those things are happening too. Like there is no doubt there is looting and a lot of destruction in Brooklyn, Manhattan, the Bronx, and other cities across the world right now. But there's also a lot of peaceful displays too. Um, and, and I think it's important to remember that. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I mean, that was the thing I saw when I was part of it was there were cops at the front of the line of the protest walking forward and then cops in the back and then additional cops and cop cars blocking off traffic to make the path for the protest to Mm -hmm. go through. And at the end we did, uh, 
I forget I forget the amount of seconds. It's eight minutes, I believe, in forty six seconds. Yeah, something like that. It's that like just was under nine we like kneeled and it was just dead silent mm-hmm. for that amount of time. And it really is powerful and it's emotional. And you know, if you just think about people in your life, if they were to die for any reason, how upset you would be mm-hmm. is kind of I don't know how you feel when you're there. There there is a there is a huge power to it. And you know, I. I've never, ever posted anything political by any means on any social media of mine, really until this. And specifically with issues like this, it's like, yeah, like we said, we're white people. I felt like this is this is a situation that I should sit and listen to mm-hmm. people of color and what they have to say. And I had a friend reach out to me, my good friend Khalid, and he didn't put pressure on me in any way. He just said... You know, it's really amazing how many white people I'm seeing post about this and help spread awareness and try to help mm-hmm. in ways that they can. And he was like, because that's, we've never felt we've had a lot of white support on these issues. Mm-hmm. And I saw, so he said that to me directly. We were just having a conversation and just seeing posts from other people about that sort of thing made me be like, oh, you know, it does matter to them. And they're noticing if, some of us are being quiet and how silence is agreement. Yeah. And I think uh, coming from a white person's perspective of, I really historically have not ever posted anything about race. And a lot of it is because I didn't know what to say. And yeah, I think that's what a lot of people for right now. They don't know what to say. You know, I, both of us grew up in very rural areas. I spent the majority of my life, arguably 23 24 years or less 27 in towns that had more cows than people and I, I said something to someone today I was like our cows aren't even brown like I <laughs> don't know how to have a conversation yeah. about diversity and I need to take a look at myself and realize that that that's my fault you know mm-hmm. because I'm an adult woman and I have always had the opportunity to educate myself on these things and I I've chosen not to do that and that is my fault in some ways. And I didn't participate in these conversations because I didn't know how and it wasn't comfortable, but it doesn't make it right. You know, right. and but we're at a point that it's time now that we can recognize that and we can make a difference and we can understand that you know, in our silence we were being complicit. And okay, what are we gonna do about that now? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people are and unfortunately some people are you know feeling uncomfortable because now there's there's always going to be haters out there right especially in quarantine when all people have to do is sit on social media and people are saying like oh you've never like said anything before now you're speaking up now like uh, honestly yeah uh, you gotta silence that out and the other thing some people aren't comfortable posting on social media and, and that's i think that's okay in some ways and i so what else are you doing? There's other ways to communicate with people. Right now, it yeah. feels like social media is all we got, but there's other conversations that you can have. Mm-hmm. There's other ways that you can make a difference and and invoke change in your life and, and really look at the way that you look at the world, look at the way that you communicate with the world, and is it with or without prejudice? You know, because I think that's that's something of like a lot of people look at themselves and they're like, I'm not a racist. It's like, probably not. You know, I don't think the majority of people out there are uh, of like white people out there who grew up like we did. I don't think they're racist. Do I think they have prejudices? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with someone from home yesterday and 
um, I was talking to them about a friend that I have who has a son and I said, you know, she's black and she has a young son. And it really hit me this weekend that the things that living in New York city with a black son that she's going to teach him are just fundamentally different than the things that I will one day teach my son. And right. that really like for the first time hit because I've just, I've never had a relationship like that in my life. And I've never understood that. I grew up like a lot of rural white kids of mm. the cops are your friends. You know, I got pulled over countless times. They saw my name on my license. They said, tell your dad. I said, hi, right. you know, like that's the way I grew up and it was wonderful. It was a beautiful way to grow up, but understanding that, you know, there, that's not the things that she's going to teach her son. And that really hit me. And what the person said back to me when I was explaining this was, Oh, is she married? And so, yeah and it's why was that that? why was that your first question like why does that even have to do with anything right and that's whether she's married or not she's gonna have this conversation with her son about how he needs to really be careful around police absolutely and and i challenged this person i said why why is that your first question because i've talked to you about my white friends with children and you've never once asked me if the women are married so i know this isn't a female thing and you need to really look at yourself i don't think in your heart you are a racist person. I think that you have an idea in your head of what a black family looks like. And why do you have that thought? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, honestly, I'm, I'm taking this week and I'm thinking about the ways that, you know, I picture a black person, a black family, what, what that looks like. And is it really you, without prejudice? Probably not a hundred percent. And why is that? Why is a society? Do we still? Yeah have these these views and and i think that's what's so hard about what's happening is we need to look at ourselves and it's uncomfortable and it's hard and you know you you just really need to question so much about yourself in something that isn't about you in any way yeah i mean the the point too about you being like pulled over that i've seen a lot of um uh, people of color share was like, okay, when you get pulled over by a cop, you are nervous about just getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. You don't have a fear for your life. Right. Like, the only thing I can think of that my parents ever said to me in terms of police that was, like, negative was more, um, if I'm driving, I'm by myself, it's at night. And an unmarked cop car is trying to pull me over. Mm-hmm. Essentially, actually, were telling me to not pull over. Yeah. Or to call 911 and be like, there's an unmarked car trying to pull me over. This is my location. Can you send mm-hmm. an actual police officer? Mm-hmm. But that was really it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, Or it was like, yeah, don't pull over in some dark out. Like, cause it, but it was just as a young woman type of thing. Yeah. And But that still wasn't for my life. That right. was for sexual assault. Right. Which is different. Right. But, you know, I've done... A, a comedy is a lot of gigs where we travel... And a lot of times when I'm traveling with, you know, a black comic, they want me driving because yeah. they're like, I'm a target or I cannot, I will not drive over the speed limit in this rural area that there is no black people. Right. Like they're like, no, I want you driving or even just arriving to the gig and people like not believing they were a comedian or the questions they would get. Like I've seen it. It's, it's true. Prejudice it's, still does exist. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's not a direct or quick fix, but you know a big part of this movement and showing your support whatever way you decide to show that whether it is on social media or not is basically you just being like yes i know this exists and i don't think it's right and i would like to help any way i can Mm -hmm. like even with the black square right 
the black square was supposed to be, you know, a day that we're like, hey, we're posting this black square and, and we're all taking a break unless we are posting about what's mm-hmm. going on. We're not going to post a picture in a bikini today. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, another Tuesday, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing, which I think was a great idea. But then once that happened, then there were all these other posts of, you know, if you were using the incorrect hashtag, it was burying information, which was valid. But then there were all these other posts being like, you shouldn't be posting this black square. Like we should be talking about it. And like, and it's one of those things, like you said, so many times you just feel like I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And I feel like no matter what I do, there's somebody being like, actually, this is incorrect. Yeah. Which makes it, it makes people fearful of saying anything. And specifically in comedy, I've seen comedians go down for making one wrong comment, getting yeah. like burnt, their career just being ruined. Yeah. At an attempt at a joke. So an attempt at a, a trying to write a post about race is very difficult. Yeah. I, I'm glad you brought up the black square. Can I just um, say one more thing? Yeah. Square? Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a lot of people and this is how I felt with posting was like, well, I would rather be the person that posted the wrong thing necessarily or posted too much than the person that didn't post anything at all. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess but I'm going to challenge you on that. Um, okay. So, okay. Let's talk about the origin of the black square because... Um, I've been following this a lot. It started, I believe, kind of got like the its origin like Monday morning-ish um, in the music industry. And I follow this a lot because I work with iHeartRadio and we were really watching to advise them if we needed on like what to do. And it was a moment for the music industry. They were going to post the black square as kind of like a, like a signal for their accounts of like, hey, we're going to only talk about this today the the black lives matter movement and uh then it caught like wildfire like you saw every mm-hmm. person was posting it and because it kind of like started in that small way and then just exploded there was no education around what it needed to be people were trying to do the right thing they were you know using the wrong hashtag and i think as much as social media is such a part of our lives there still is like a lot of you know I don't think my parents know how a hashtag works in an algorithm, you know, that type (laughs) of stuff. And so there was kind of then this uh, next thought that it was like this movement to bury all of the the thoughts. And like, no, that's not how Blackout Tuesday started. It was not to, you know, just make it black on all of the the news that was happening. Right. Um, It's it was a byproduct of a lack of education on what what to be done. So that's where I kind of challenge you on the better to post the wrong thing than nothing because i think where people are starting to feel uncomfortable on on what they're saying is because they don't know what and how to say and it's because they're not looking for the or exploring the resources necessarily of like the information behind so i to people who are posting something and not feeling if they should or they shouldn't like if you're posting it because your friend did that's that's not the right reason you need to have some courage of your convictions of why you as a person put up a black square understanding why you use the hashtag that you did because it, it this is something so much bigger than just a trend and i think that's what was bothering people of like okay so you're just going to go along with the trend like it's you know just some other like trending th- hashtag and that was the issue well i mean obviously i agree with on any count of any quote form of social justice warrior is kind of the label certain things get 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 right right like people that you know a woman that goes to the women's march and is posting about the women's march but like 
has never done anything but that to really try to help women's rights, right? right? So but this is the same kind of situation of people get labeled a social justice warrior of just like, oh, I just want to look like I'm on the right side of history and, yeah. and whatnot and, and don't actually do anything. So yeah. I, I'm, I was totally in agreement with people being like, okay, you posted a black square. Now what? Like now yeah. what else are you doing? Right. Which is but why, real quick plug, which we'll plug at the end, we put on our website, shootersgottashoot.com, there's a whole page of a bunch of references of places you can donate, or if you don't have money to donate, there's plenty of petitions you can get involved with. There's like a YouTube video you can watch mm-hmm. that the proceeds from the ads are going to all these organizations. We have a bunch of different resources of ways you can help and things you could do, especially if I have a lot of friends that they want to protest, but they're like too anxious mm-hmm. to be in crowds like that. It's scary. And you know, so anyway, sorry, that was a sidetrack, but I wanted to make sure I get that plug in. But essentially, it's like, yeah, okay, you posted a black square. Like, but what else are you doing? There's a lot of people in life that basically almost like just, quote, you could say run their mouth, but then don't actually ever do anything to back it up. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, that's all I have to say about that. It's like, yeah, I'm in total agreeance of like, it's nice to show support, but like, if that's all you did is post a square you're not changing the world with a square how much are you really helping anybody right like you're not if especially if you're not even trying to help and educate your own self right and i think that that was what was happening if people just like put up a square and they're like oh cool like i showed my support and it's like well you don't understand why you just did what you did you know you did it because the person next to you did and that's kind of bullshit yeah you know and as you know empower it was empowering to see you know everybody for a day show the support but then you go back on today and it's like bikini photos and all that it's like life doesn't go back to normal today you know so i I really i challenge people who are having those internal conflicts to like really look at themselves and why are you doing what you're doing like are you trying to better yourself i i understand that we are in the middle of a pandemic and a global crisis too and you yeah know, like it's not like covid's done right it's, there's it, a lot well i mean beyond that a lot of people don't have the economic resources to be able to give right now i'm fortunate i was able to give somewhere and i'm really happy that that i was able to do that and i work at a company that matches donations so my donation is able to be doubled you know but what other things can i do you know i i have a lot of friends that were like yeah my friend or brother was is out of work and you know they couldn't do anything so they went to um some black owned bookstores and just bought a lot of black literature just to learn about the culture and there's Mm -hmm. something in that oh there's you know and there's like i think there's a and part of the list i'll upload there's like things you can just watch yeah that are like on netflix that will just help you better understand what's happening and why people are angry. Right. And I think that is just, it, it plays such a, a big role in what's happening today is because, you know, people are, like you said, just going to kind of be those social justice warriors and turn around and walk away. And it's not going to stop the next person from dying. I'm sorry. Like it, it just, won't. yeah. I mean, but that's how I felt. And mainly why I didn't post stuff was because it was like, I know I'm doing what's in my power to help with Mm -hmm. you know movements that i agree with and this Mm -hmm. is one that i agree with that i was sitting there like because there's somewhat when people post certain things like right now a lot of people are sharing that they donated which Mm -hmm. i don't think is wrong but a lot of people when they're doing it are basically being like okay i always felt like this was a weird like kind of social justice warrior flex 
type of thing to share to what you don't do. right yeah like almost like okay just because i didn't post it on my social media does that mean i didn't donate right and it's like it's just like with anything it's like yeah there's several arguments you know i think you yeah. just gotta have to look into your heart of what can i do to make myself better and make my community better and make the world better yeah so even if you have no money but you have some type of skill that you can offer that maybe you know even like if you're a tutor if you're a tutor and you get paid like 200 dollars an hour i have friends that are tutors they get paid good money but they're tutoring you know wealthy privileged children mm-hmm. it's like well maybe one day a week you can offer tutoring services at a school Mm-hmm. for the public and donate your time that way or something it's mm-hmm. like we all have skills that maybe we could look into of like how can i donate my time and resources to people that maybe don't have certain privileges that other people do yeah because that's that's i mean white privilege in itself is, a, is it's part of the argument but it's you know there's something of like people that are white and are in lower economic status when you say white privilege to them, they're like, what do you mean? My life is very hard. I didn't have yeah. the privilege of X, Y, Z the way the rich white people did. Right. So to them, it's sometimes even harder to be like, to understand privileges that they still have over people of color. And I get yeah. that. And I saw my one of my black friends was posting a video talking about that. And I was like, that was the first time it made me understand it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, life is hard for everybody. We're not saying life is not hard mm-hmm. for everybody. But there are certain advantages that some people have or certain fears that other people don't have. Yeah. And I think like for me, the biggest thing this week has just been really having to come to terms with like that I am someone who was more privileged and it's uncomfortable to say that like I got things in life not because of things that I did. (laughs) <laughs> but just because of what I look like and things that other people didn't get, you know? Right. And or it's not that you didn't work hard, but you had a head start in a way that other yeah. people didn't have. Right. And that is really uncomfortable to come to terms with and to say out loud because mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing that I can do about that, but just understand, Yeah, you know? And, and be able to talk about it with people, which is something that I'm trying to wrap my head around of, you know, how do I communicate this to people that I grew up with that really maybe never got out of that area? They, my life in New York city, especially now is a planet away from the life that other people are living. And, and I think that's, what's so hard is being able to, to communicate these things. Mm Um, and, and I don't know how as a society we get there. Um, yeah, we, I mean, it's just, even this episode right now, I'm like, I probably have said something that is going to rub someone the wrong way. And it's Yeah, it's but hard. that's life. You're always oh, going to... I'm aware. You're always going to you know. rub someone the wrong way. Like, that's... I'm aware, but I'm saying it's even hard to articulate and make sure you're using all the correct language and, and all that stuff. So it's, it's just, it is hard it's just it is hard i'm just saying it's you know it's it's uncomfortable and and i know you and we're friends yeah but just knowing that people are going to be listening to this i want to make sure that you know i don't know i don't know exactly what to say but especially with conversations and stuff i've reached out to a lot of um you know my black friends and just sent them a note just being like hey how are you doing i've been thinking about you yeah and that is another thing that you know they all were like yeah, really appreciate you just 
saying that Mm -hmm. because the other thing is so many black people have been like okay well now i have white friends being like how can i help what can i do to help and then they're frustrated with that because they're like do the research look it up there's plenty of ways you can help yeah like why do i need to you know but it's it's because it's it's just it's touchy people want people that want to help want to make sure they help in a productive way so yeah so we compiled a list of you know things we've gotten from friends um your work everything that you know we're putting on the website that you guys can go easily look at and find ways you can help whether you have money to give don't have money to give there's always always stuff you can do and and obviously register to vote yeah i mean my god if you're not happy with what's happening in your state and your county like in every election you should be voting absolutely and i hope this passion is still there and you know new york primaries are uh end of the month june 23rd i believe um and it's it's super easy right now i had to get an absentee because of everything that's happening and you can do it through an email (laughs) (laughs) and it is there's it's never been this easy yeah Um, i had to renew my license and i switched something with my voting but it was it was surprisingly very easy yeah because of covid they're just like yeah don't come in send us an email they're doing stuff that they should have done (laughs) a hundred years ago yeah but um you know, I I do have one more thought. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I talk about my work a lot, but we, I think it they're just very thoughtful about the world and have a really good perspective. And um, when we talk about our work, we say a lot that the small things add up to big things. Um, right. And I think, I, I've just been thinking about that a lot over the last couple of days. And I think that really is a good vision for the world because looking at at what's happening and it feels like everything is just upside down and on fire and one person it just it feels too mammoth to to attack and too overwhelming and i think that to make change it's going to start in these really like small ways and having those hard conversations and reading that book that you might not want to about diversity and like really learning about what some of these uh, different organizations do to help uh, diversity and inclusion and, and what that actually means for you know your community for your state and then for your country like it, it's it's building blocks it's it's not all going to happen just by going for the biggest thing um and so I, I just think start start in the small ways and i think you'll be surprised at in the steps that you're able to take yeah I think that's great. All right. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to put on the website and I'll put um, some links in the description below. If you just like scroll up on your phone, it's usually right in there of, um, yeah, ways you can help, uh, resources you can watch, read, whatever we find. I'll keep updating it as we find more stuff. Um, and if you have anything good, share it with us too. Cause you know, we want to learn. We're trying to pool all of this together and there's, I feel like new things every minute. So if you find something that's really good, send send it our way. Yeah. And um, I guess that's it for this week. And we hope you guys are still staying safe and staying sane. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how to exactly to wrap this up. Uh, but we appreciate you guys uh, listening to the podcast. And we do have an a, like a interview for next week. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, yeah, keep doing whatever you can. So. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.